everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the Beyond Bitcoin Show. Today is June the 27th, 2020. Strong hand. Unconfiscatable. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Do not accept the new normal. Fitting in is overrated. Oh, yeah. Personal responsibility is new counterculture. Deferral of gratification. Golden age. We're going to talk about it all tonight. Hello, my elite friends. If you have questions, I have answers. Dudes, just uh, type in uh, Proud Zionist Jew in the uh, chat. And yeah, we'll, we'll be down like that, hopefully. We had a little bit of technical difficulties here. <laughs> um, I, I hope you all can uh, see me. Let me, uh, let me get a uh, retake here. Give me, uh, give me a sign of life, people, in the chat. Can you hear me? Because the computer turned off. It was, it was very weird uh, what happened. Anyway, uh, I, I will continue with the show. And, oh, here, I'll do refresh real quick. There's, I've got so many screens open now. I don't know what happened. This is my brand new uh, laptop here. We had issues. Okay, excellent connection, it says. Very good, dudes. If you've got questions, I've got answers. Type them in there. Uh, remember, this week in Bitcoin, it was great. Gabriel in Chile, Andy Hoffman was on, and Mauricio was on the show. So let's just jump into this show right now. And it's amazing this thing got off the ground with the computer just turned off. I Come on, new computer. Why did you do that? I, I'll get to the bottom of that. <sighs> Remember, this is just the backup channel, people. Every Saturday, you get Beyond Bitcoin here. Beyond Bitcoin. That's what you're watching right now. The worst thing about 2020 probably hasn't happened yet, says Real Hammenry. Uh, that's a very interesting theory there. Now, I'm a positive guy, so all these uh, bad things that have happened, eh, they haven't been bad to me. I keep on rolling, 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 baby. I roll with the punches. But consider we're, we're halfway through the year now. I wouldn't be surprised if there's some another crazy manufactured panic of some sort that, that comes up out of the blue. Uh and that it's even crazier than riots and crazier than pandemic. It's it's amazing. I, I almost forgot that this year, and I think everyone's forgotten, this year started with uh, the United States uh, getting rid of that Iranian, blowing him up. I think it was on January the 3rd. And the media went crazy. And... Uh, it was it was like the biggest story in the world. Now, no one does that seem like a big story now that we blew up the terrorists in Iran? I mean, no one even remembers that anymore. So it it just it goes to show you. Uh, the, the, I mean, if it, if it bleeds, it leads. That, that's another thing. And the media, they, the media couldn't blow that one out of proportion very much. I mean, many people thought back then, oh, why is the media just spinning this in so many different ways? Well, you ain't seen nothing yet. Uh, uh, we little did we know what was what they were about to do with a uh, with a virus and anything. Trust. Someone says, uh, "Trust." Welcome to Comrade Nation. Trust the lab coats. Well, I think you're saying that in jest because no, 
the the experts, the so-called experts out there, oh, have they been wrong? Uh, and media-appointed experts don't worship them. Blind faith in media-appointed experts. I mean, you, we've learned a, we've learned quite a lesson here. Uh, you you've got to dig deep and, and and find your own people out there who use logic and reason and don't get emotional and present facts. Okay, and and explain things clearly. Those are some people to pay attention to and to try to learn from, to comprehend. People with big headlines and uh, fancy letters behind their name and everything, and, and they don't seem like they're making much sense and they're using big, scary words, and they're not really presenting logical numbers of any runaway. But, hey, the media appoints people like that that have pretty faces and can fast talk those are the experts. Got to trust the experts. Got and then they just repeat it over and over again. Got to trust the experts. Got to trust our experts. Got to trust our experts. It's a, it's a sick world, dude. It's sick. So no, you don't blindly trust the people who are appointed as experts, okay? Because a lot of the time they don't know what the heck they're even talking about. I mean, we just saw out of Lebanon a woman who went to the best of universities. Uh, she was a reporter. Uh, and she went to economics degrees. She lost all her money in Lebanon because she was saving her money in Lebanese banks. You would think someone that was an expert in economics, a media maven, uh, would be aware that, you know, maybe you shouldn't keep all your wealth in some third world bank, especially when it's been falling apart since October. And, and you, you've, you've traveled all around the world. You don't have your wealth in dollars. I talked about this in another show. Anyway, let's, uh, if, hey, check out Thursday's show. That's what I was talking about. So let's get back. State religion of sorts. Well, what's the state religion? The protest movement is an unintel is is unintelligible unless the protest movement unless you view it through the prism of state backed religion. The protests took on features reminiscent of religion: collective worship, public confessions and request for salvation, devotional poses and gestures. Yeah, that's that's a very interesting way of looking at uh, the cults that are out there that are trying to blame uh, just, just I, I don't know what I don't know what you want to call it. The 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 envious cult, the tear down the system cult, the uh, blame uh, you know Say they're systematic systemic racism, uh, thinking that you're uh, you know causing riots is going to help things. Uh, there there's a lot of religion. I mean, people want something to believe in. Okay, they want a mass movement. We've talked about this before, so you can say it's it's got it's a it's a religion of sorts. Uh, a mass movement. These mass movements that people blindly join. Yeah, they have religious aspects to them, and. Eric Hoffer is the one who wrote that book about uh, mass movements. Look it up. I've talked about it a lot in the past. But, uh, yeah, that tweet uh, reminds us that, that what's going on, is, it's very, it's very cult-like out there. Some people just join it. They have nothing better to do. They don't even know why they're doing it. Uh, they're trying to live through other people. Instead of creating their own solutions, instead of fixing their own problems, they think the mass movement's going to, uh, that, that a Messiah is going to come and, and, and save them, okay? And other religious aspects of it, obviously. Ah, now, 
What do we have here? Oh yeah. So I'm I'm running yesterday. I was I was running it, and uh, as I run 20 miles a week, of course, and I stumble upon a, a, a crate on the side of the road. Okay, and in the crate, look at this onions. A lot of onions. There were like some other, uh, there were peppers in there. You could tell this crate had been sitting there for a few days because as you can see, they, these, these onions started to grow green out of them and, and the peppers weren't in the best shape. I also found a banana on the ground near there. Now, why am I bringing all this up? Why, why, why do I bring this up? I mean, was, we're living in a time of abundance, okay? You know, people say, oh, I'm starving. Oh, woe is me, I'm locked in my house. Coronavirus has destroyed everything. Yet on, on the side of the road in Asheville, someone was giving away perfectly good food. Now, I'm sure many people walk by it for days and days and were scared. Oh, baby, the onions got coronavirus. It's a freaking onion, dudes. They're supposed to be peeled. This is one of the best things. You, of course, you find an onion or an orange on the side of the road. It's not going to be contaminated with anything. It's got a, a thick skin in front of you. You're supposed to peel these things, baby. So, yeah, I've got a lot of onions. I peeled them. They're beautiful underneath. Perfect. I've eaten some already. Well, two parts of two of them I've eaten already. Uh, so, yeah, we're living in it. So it's, it's how you look at the world, dudes. You, you, you can say, oh, things are so expensive. Dude, everybody knows I'm pretty well off. I, I'm, I'm eating free food, man. I find you free food on, on the streets here. I mean, and that's how you get well off. I mean, you don't. You don't pass up an opportunity. You don't leave uh, free money on the ground. You don't leave uh, freebies there like that. I, I eat a lot. Everybody knows I eat a lot of onions. <laughs> I needed some onions. I found 12 onions. It was great. It, this this is a, hey, I'm a unique beast, dude. So, dudes, there's no shame in finding food on the side of the road. <laughs> I mean, someone left it in the crate. Clearly, maybe they moved out of their house. I don't know what, what it was. And I don't know why someone had dropped a banana. Perfectly fine banana on the, on, on the sidewalk, too. It's not going to kill you, people. But but in this day and age, people think, oh, it's poisonous. Oh, if it's on the street, oh, I'm, I'm going to die. It's got corona. Oh, people, pound that freaking like button. Now, I know people are using the term racist a lot. It, it's lost all meaning. Uh, you know, No one wants to be called a racist. Well, first of all, is some hysterical person like just calls me a racist? I mean, I think it's kind of an honor because, I mean, they're 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 envious of me for some reason. Uh, they want to take me out for some reason. They feel that uh, I'm, I'm important enough that they gotta make uh, unsubstantiated claims about me. You're a racist. Well, why am I a racist? Well, I don't know. You're white. <laughs> I'm white. I, I don't know what, what am I. Uh, but no. Yeah. So people don't don't fear the R word. I think a lot of corporations fear the R word these days. Racist. Um, yeah. It's just people and entities. They're, they they either they don't like you, so they're just going to call you a name, and that's that's the big bad name now, or or they're envious of you. They, they I mean they don't want to improve themselves, so hey, well I'll try to take that dude out. And for some people, if if you're scared of the word racist, yeah, you're actually going to be controlled by it. You're going to be controlled by it, uh, and you can be taken out if you're if you fear it. Um, 
So yeah, don't fear. Just think of it like, yeah, some hysterical person is calling me a racist. That's great. Good. Thank you. <laughs> Move along. I guess I'm racist. Oh, oh well. <laughs> well, I don't know why you're calling me it, but hey, great job, dude. So yeah, that that's the attitude you gotta take in life, dude. It's it's hey, fitting in is overrated. All right, fitting in is overrated. You don't have to fit into this fear world where you have to fear diseases. Where you have to fear being accused of, of racism, uh, fear being part part of uh, the, the system. Fix, fix your own darn life. The system again. There's is no personal responsibility when people opt into this system thing. It's it's a system here, systemic racism. I mean, if you look at, I mean, they they, they blame universities. There's systemic racism in universities. Well, I mean, what is if racism is is favoring a, a, a person not based on you know what they bring to the table, but just based on their race, then yeah, there is systemic systemic racism in in universities. It's called affirmative action, where I mean, black people can be go to universities; they can just get in because they're black uh, over white candidates that might be a better better qualified, have better grades and stuff. Hey, that's I, I'm not complaining. That's the universities choose to have that systemic uh, racism there. Okay, that's fine. Then I won't. I won't play with them. I won't. I won't. I won't deal with that. I can deal with that. I, I don't have to like tear tear down the university system and complain about it being unfair. Yeah, that's uh, that's clearly showing bias. But it, it's just so ironic that uh, all, all the anti-racist people they ignore that. They ignore that uh, the, the the racism that is affirmative action because it's racist. It's, it is racist. Um, it, it favors one race over another just based on race, not based on the individual. And and this is the sickening thing about what true racism is, is that people just they don't judge individuals at all. And that's that's sad. Uh, but and I, I, as I've said many times, collectivism is the default. So yeah, it, it's it's easy to default into that. It's easy. It's easy to do that. But individualism is the accomplishment. So be an individual, judge other people by their accomplishments, by 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 what they bring to the table, that just because one person of their race acts a certain way uh, and did something 300 years ago doesn't mean that person's a bad person. That's sickening. Yeah, I, I don't like you because of what someone did 300 years ago that looked like you. All right, that is that's that's despicable, uh, and that's just the, completely eliminating uh, the ability, just just ignoring individualism, ignoring individuals, and. Those familiar with this show always know. They always know um, they, that I, I I love individualism. I love unique beast right there. So uh, I showed you. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Again, the fitting in is overrated. Fitting in is mindlessness. Okay, that's how you fit in. Just you don't think at all. Unique beast. They think. They use their heads. Okay, and they create. Completely, you know, they they find life hacks like free onions on the side of the street. Now, let's see. And, and life hacks—that's not about fitting in. That's about uh, being. You're different. You're individual. You're 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 carving your own path. You're you're blazing your own trail. The being part of this mob uh, and fitting in—that's not your own trail. That's just being part of some mass movement. Now, someone brings up a very interesting – we're going to talk about travel here and flight attendants. Ooh, flight attendants. Ooh, la, la. What is this? American Airlines announced 
that they're not going to do this middle seat nonsense, okay? They're going to fill their planes. They want to make money. They're a business, okay? So if you don't like American, if you don't, if you want to go on a plane for some reason, the only way, reason you're going to go on a plane, uh, the only way you're going to go on a plane if there's an empty middle seat, then don't go on American, okay? But <laughs> it, it's so ridiculous. So I commend American for, for doing this and saying, hey, we're, we're going to fill up our planes. Now, there were people tweeting about this and, and crying about it and screaming about it. But one person said, back in March and April, I was asking, where are all the dead flight attendants? Back then, we were in a state of emergency with CV rampant, coronavirus rampant. Airline workers were exposed to thousands of people a week and nothing. They know what's up and refuse to play the game. Yeah, I, I'm sure there are executives in the airline industry that know this is total nonsense. Like, yes, uh, they, they're, they're, where are the dead flight attendants? Where are the dead pilots? They, they got sick. They, 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 no, I mean, I was on a Southwest flight from L.A. to Baltimore. All right. They make you wear the mask. The people were taking it off. OK, it's the air is being circulated around. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But hey, if you're scared, then don't travel, okay? But don't dictate to American what to do either. Don't fly American. Fly Southwest. Go, I don't know. <laughs> I love it. I love it that American is like, they're not, they're not, it's social distancing on a plane. That, is, that just, there's no such thing as that. There's no such thing as that, okay? You're breathing, everyone's breathing in everybody else's air, okay? Whether you got the mask on or not, okay? Because it's going through your mask. It's The, the masks are ridiculous. They, they don't do anything, okay? The masks just show that you blindly follow the so-called experts, okay? Or, or you blindly follow the government edict, which is worse. <laughs> because what, what's, what's the government going to ask of you next? What are they going to ask you to do next, okay? And you're going to blindly accept it, okay? Now, Carl Denninger at Market Ticker has a great post that I linked to below where he goes over calmly, calmly and logically based on studies that the masks don't make a difference at all, okay? They don't make a difference at all, all right? So, uh, and and still the media that hasn't covered, covered the fecal oral transmission route of this disease that perhaps it is from people just... People touch stuff. They put their a. That's a that's a way a lot of people get have gotten sick through the generations. You touch something, you touch something heinously dirty. Then you touch your mouth, you get sick. Okay, there you go. So perhaps people should be talking about washing their hands. How about that? That's a new one. There, wash your hands. Hey, if you want to wear a mask, be my guest. By the way, be my guest. I don't care if you wear a mask. I'm just not going to wear a mask. I mean, because there's no point. If it makes you feel safe that you're wearing a mask, that's great. That's great. It's a free country. I'm not going to try to stop you, but the government shouldn't be telling people to wear masks for a disease that can't be stopped by masks that isn't that serious for healthy people. All right? But most people, oh, what's the harm of doing it? Just do what the government tells you to do. That's what they said in Germany also. Just, just the government's telling me to do this. It's right. It's right. No, the government is not always right. Don't be a blind follower of the government. Don't be a blind follower of media experts. 
look at the numbers, ask questions. All right. And Zimbabwe, they've got these constitutional amendments. The, 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 the corrupt government of, of Zimbabwe, the leader is, is trying to get more uh, power. Obviously, this, this is these things devolve this way all the time. I mean, that's what government is all about, how they can get more power. Um, but there's a, I linked the three links and, and one of them is a, a change.org uh, petition. And the people, some people in Zimbabwe, they are against these constitutional amendments, obviously because they don't want the government uh, getting more power. Can you blame them? But one of the things they are specifically against in Zimbabwe, they are against youth and female quotas in their parliament. That, that's part of the uh, constitutional amendment process. They, they want to add a quota for females and people under 35. Designate a certain amount of seats in the parliament to females and people under 35. And these people in Zimbabwe, in Zimbabwe, are against the quota system. All right. And I, I, I'm against the quota system also. But I'm just pointing out that this is in Zimbabwe. All right. So anyone, anywhere can be logical and, and know how a quota system is ridiculous, that you should want the best. Okay, no matter if they're young or old or male or female, the quotas do not work. All right. Now, someone uh, left this comment. I forgot where. America 2020, the year of systemic refusal to take responsibility for anything I do. Yes, yes, that is a way of looking at 2020. For the 80 percenters out there, this is the year of systematic, systemic refusal to take responsibility for anything I do. Most people are like, nah, 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 nah. it's someone else's fault. It's someone else's fault. Uh, no, I can't take care of my own stuff. I can't figure out how to avoid uh, a disease. I, I, I can't do my re own research into a disease. I have to let the talking heads tell me what it's about and scare me. Now, I think it last, was last Sunday, Father's Day. And Mike Cernovich tweeted out, 2020 is the year a generation of people raised without fathers came of age. Get used to the new dystopia as generational trauma compounds. Yeah, it, it's, it's not helpful to uh, lack a father. And we're seeing a lot of people out there who think the government's their father and who are not very masculine at all because they did not have a masculine uh, role model. They, they panic. They're scared. They can't make decisions on their own. They're not very masculine. So it, is this the generation? I mean, people have been raised without fathers for quite a I wouldn't say this is their coming of age now. I mean, there are plenty of people who haven't had fathers for many, many years. Uh, it's. I mean, I guess it's the worst it's been. Uh, so, yeah, we're seeing it. We're seeing uh, people don't know how to behave. Uh, they're not disciplined at all. These are things that a father instills in his sons and daughters to be disciplined, to be calm, to not have throw freaking fits and burn things down. Because that's what that stuff is. I mean, 
it, it's people masked throwing a fit when it, it, it take it to a, a pretty dangerous level when you're tearing down statues when you're lighting fires it's dang it's dangerous stuff it's funny and i'm sure uh, and people have been injured by these statues they're probably going to sue the the uh, the municipalities <laughs> what a world the lawyers got a lawyer i guess now uh so let's talk about some some headlines that I, I would not have been able to imagine a year ago. Are vacations safe now? Here's what the experts say. That is a CNN headline right now. I mean, you, you need an expert to tell you if a vacation is safe. I mean, this is how dependent people have become. Okay. I need an expert, a so-called expert to tell me. I mean, you can't make up your own mind about if a vacation is safe. If you, if you should leave your house, if leaving your house is safe. If having a normal life is safe, you need a CNN expert. And so in in Houston, I believe they, they had an uptick in cases of, of the virus. And that's because they're doing more testing. And CNN and Drudge, both, okay, they both use the word apocalyptic to describe the situation. <laughs> what experts? What what experts there? I mean, they they are health people. To, it, it's apocalyptic, end of the world type stuff. You want to use the word both both CNN and Drudge use the word apocalyptic in their headlines to describe the situation this week, okay, in Houston, and 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 I mean, guys, it's not the end of the world. <laughs> That's uh, apocalypse is the end of the world. But and it, this works. This works. It's just ama amazing how much people. There are plenty, plenty of people that think we're living through an apocalypse, and they're just becoming government dependents. That's that's all because this will pass. The 2020s. It, it's 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 the mindset that you have. Is it going to be a golden age for you? Is it going to be an apocalypse? You can make it your own personal apocalypse, but it's on you, dude. That's you doing it to you. Okay, you you ignore crazy stuff like that. And just live your life, be as productive as possible. Right now, you could be more productive because so many people are being completely unproductive and have taken themselves out of the. Uh, they've taken themselves out of the game, man. It, it's it's unbelievable. So, yes, Carl Denninger, check him out. Now again, Carl Denninger doesn't go around say they they don't the media doesn't put him out to be some expert. Okay, Carl Denninger is a smart guy. He's not right on everything, by the way. I, I've mentioned it many times. He's not right on, on uh, Bitcoin. But he's uh, he has been ahead of the curve on this whole virus situation. So when someone demonstrates a history of being correct over and over again on a certain topic, then yeah, you, you should probably read their stuff and consider it when making your decisions, okay? It's not don't worship him, okay? Now – when I talk about expert worship here, by the way, I mean, I've got expert in quotation marks because, again, these people are deemed experts by the media, mainstream media, who who repeat the line over and over again. You got to trust the experts. You got to trust the experts. You got to trust the experts. And the experts aren't even experts in anything. They, they're just people they, they're calling experts. It, it's a sick, vicious cycle there. You got to trust the experts who aren't really experts. <laughs> All right, so it, 
Denninger is a, a great source and it's a great post in below. Like I'm skipping something. Someone told me a very interesting uh, story, and you can do your own research on this. It seems like it makes sense. But rental prices in suburbs and, and, and places away from the mayhem uh, are going up, apparently. That it appears people in, in the cities are trying to like have some weekend homes and places that they can get away from, you know, just get away from their their, their hipster uh, city uh, inner in neighborhoods that they were so proud of once. You know, people in Manhattan, I mean, this is someone who lives in the Northeast, has told me that Philadelphia suburb rental prices have been going up, and it makes it again, it does it does make sense. That there are certain people who can afford to still own their house in, in the city. But when the going gets tough, a lot of them are going to the suburbs or exurbs and are, are boosting up the prices. Because yeah, they, they want to be safe. <laughs> so Chris Black, so keep an eye on that, people. I, I, I got to say here in Asheville, people aren't running to Asheville. I'm, I'm happy about that. Because I'm in Asheville, I've got a great deal here. I'm here till September 15th, pound that like button. Now, Chris Black, oh, are there any questions, by the way? I see some stuff. Uh, we went full, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I think Biden wants to make mask a federal law. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> he, uh, someone told him to say that, uh, it looks like. Uh, but we're going to talk about uh, him in a second, actually. There's a, there's a, a pretty funny uh, Trump advertisement I saw on YouTube. What is this? Chris Black, who's a smart guy, said, life gets a whole lot easier and happier when you stop trying to change other people and you start making positive changes in your own life. All right. So yeah, I'm not going to try to, those people I see with the mask on, I'm not trying to change them. I'm not, I'm, fine, wear your mask. I'm trying to make positive change in my own life. I'm doing a new show every freaking day. You get a new one here every Saturday. All the other days of the week are on the main Bitcoin Meister channel. That's a reminder. The main Bitcoin Meister channel is back for those of you who are confused. Uh, but yes, life get you are happier when you stop trying to change other people and uh, you make positive changes in your own life. I think that's uh, good to remember there. Now, and, and also here on the backup channel, I've been posting old shows every day. We got classic Beyond Bitcoin shows. We got classic Amanda Johnson interview, Michael Krieger interview. It's all here. It's linked to below, people. DisruptMeister.com, you get all my main channel. TechBalt.com, you get uh, all the This Week in Bitcoin shows. And, of course, follow me on Twitter, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. It's quite amazing I'm getting this show off, what happened at the beginning. I, I'm still – I don't get what happened at the start of the show, man. That was – a. That was a freak out, man. Um, I hope my computer's all right. That that had not happened yet. <sighs> bothering me in the background that uh, my computer went turned off like that. It's so strange. I think oh, these automatic Windows uh, updates, I think that's part of the issue here. Uh, okay. Now let's talk about the the YouTube ad I saw. Now, I think I was served this ad because I'm in North Carolina. 
and possibly it's up for grabs in, in the election. I don't even know. But it, it was a Trump ad and it portrayed Biden as being senile and it had clips of Biden talking and making no sense. It, it was really an effective advertisement. And I said last week, I can't find it anywhere though. Like I, I, I tried to, it just, it showed up, but now I thought it would be saved somewhere. Like you could see it on some Trump page. So I, I couldn't find it, but maybe you've seen it. But I said last week that the, the Trump campaign, all they have to do is uh, two, two things saying, hey, elect us. There won't be riots. If you elect Joe Biden, there are going to be riots. And if you and Joe Biden is senile. Well, I think that's a pretty winning strategy. You, didn't, you don't need a million dollar consultant to, to tell you that there. But let's talk about the statues here. Tor de Meester has a solution or a suggested solution. And I like it. Instead of destroying controversial statues uh, versus continuing to maintain them with tax dollars, why not auction them off to private collectors? Diffuses conflict about how to use public space, prevents destruction of historic artifacts, proceeds can be used for good. Oh, wow. So yeah, instead of cities and states raising taxes on their people because they're going to need to, or getting bailouts from the government, why don't they sell controversial assets like a statue? And people will buy these statues. And then the people who were fans of these statues can put them in their museums or in their yards and people can be happy and they won't be destroyed. And so, so I mean, it, it's, it's, on, it's on the rioters to be like, hey, let's calm down here. And just say, hey, as a community, why don't we uh, – It's we don't like these statues. Maybe someone likes these statues and be willing to buy them. Uh, I, I, I don't like to give in to the mob, and I'm not giving in to the mob. Giving in to the mob would be just like, yeah, let them tear down all the statues. They're all horrible. I, we're not going to have a discussion about any of them, the meaning behind any of them. You know, Washington's as bad as uh, – Jefferson Davis, blah, 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 blah. That's giving into the mob. No, 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 no. This is reason. This is logic, okay? Um, because, yeah, I get why people are offended by Confederate statues. Now, did they notice them beforehand? Is it a trendy thing? Sure, it is a trendy thing, okay? But the bottom line is, is that, uh, yeah, I, I can see. And even, even people who never go by the statues didn't know they existed beforehand. Okay. There's something to be said. Why should the United States government uh, or, or, or United States states and, and municipalities be paying for the maintenance uh, of these uh, statues of people who left the country? Okay, but at the same time, there are people saying, "Well, we like these dudes," and so sell the public. Why do we have the whole public statue thing? There's, there'll always be controversy. There'll always be someone who don't like some statues, okay? So this is why government shouldn't really be involved in making public statues. They should be all private and on private property, but we're, we're long past that. We're long past that. But we can help fix this, uh, the Confederate situation at least, with what uh, Tordemeister suggests. Auction them off and uh, everyone's happy, okay? And then 
if you're some rioter and you go try to uh, rip down a statue in a private museum, uh, you're, you're in it for a real bad, rude awakening there. Dude. That is totally a horrible thing to do. You don't, you don't go into someone's private property and destroy it. But hey, the rioters have been doing that. So when, when they're burning down, uh, you know, in LA, they were burning down kosher delis and, and whatnot. So well, I don't know if it was a deli. I mean, there's all, all sorts of uh, local mom and pop stuff they burnt down on uh, Fairfax. Okay, so keep it positive. So Tour de Meester right there is keeping it positive, okay? It's, it's a positive solution. It really is. It, re it really is a positive solution. So always try to look at the positive side of things, people. I say this every week. Um, now, I want something that, that Carl Denninger has been bringing up for so long and that you never hear in the media. You never hear Falsy talking. I mean, I don't listen to Falsy, but the media has all these pretty experts come on, okay, so-called experts. Do they ever talk, first of all, do they ever talk about fecal oral transmission? No. Do they ever, they, they all say it's in the air, okay? They blindly all repeat what the other ones say. What, kind, what type of expert experts are that? Those aren't experts, they're just a, they're freaking a parakeet or whatever, okay? They're just, they're just repeating one another. A parrot. <laughs> Pound that like button. Pirates of the Caribbean. All right, now, but but no one brings up cross immunity also. And it appears, it very much appear, appears that there are people out there who have gotten other coronaviruses in the past. And because of that, it provides them an immunity to this coronavirus that everyone's spazzing out about, COVID-19. So there, that's your cross immunity. Now, why why aren't people talking about this? Why why isn't I mean they don't want to do re, the media doesn't do research like that. The media is supposed to come up and do, do research stories. No, they 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 want the simplest, off the top stuff they can get, the scariest stuff. This is too this is too deep. This is cross immunity. People won't understand that word. People won't even know what that is, and it it doesn't create fear. And uh, yeah. It takes real research. It takes using your head to understand cross immunity. Okay, that hey, wait a second, maybe there, and that this is this disease is related to a common cold. Okay, it's related to a lot of things that people get and people have had, and it and it definitely appears that some of those other diseases have given some people immunity to this one, and it would be great to talk about. Uh, and great to figure out who has that, and it would calm people down. But no, no one wants to calm down. No one wants to learn. No one wants to actually study the facts on the ground. They want the big. They they want the apocalypse. They just want to use, use big scary words. Apocalypse. Ooh, or, ooh, so many more cases because we're doing more testing. Ooh, so many young people have it now. But they're not getting sick at all. I mean, I mean, again, that, that's another thing that's not brought up at all. Oh, look, so many more 30-year-olds have it now, but they're not getting sick. <laughs> no, healthy 30-year-olds getting sick from it. Getting, I mean, seriously sick from it. No, this is not happening. Uh, I, I think there's, we, we've gone over, with, with little kids, more little kids got killed by the flu. Than by, by this thing, but nobody wants to talk about that. No one wants. No one wants real. No one wants to try to understand real numbers. So-called experts are like trust our numbers. 
They don't even explain what the numbers are. They're just like, look, trust us. The number of cases is going up. Yes, the number of cases is going up. Okay? But again, the testing number is going up. What's it mean to, to be a case, to actually have it? What's it mean, all those 30-year-olds that have it, all those 22-year-olds that have it? What's it really mean that they have it? It means nothing when they're perfectly healthy and they don't even know they had it. But no, they don't. The so-called experts, they don't get into that. Because they're serving a purpose. They're put on the TV for a purpose, okay, to scare you, to get ratings. Now, there's a link below to a, a, a woman who grew up in Venezuela, and she does point out that Hugo Chavez, one of the things that the, they did was they, they tried to erase the history, okay, of the country. So without any history, you can easily transition to a new regime, to communism, to socialism. So it is good to remember what the true history of the United States is, who the founding fathers were, what the wars were fought over, what happened, that it just wasn't all some evil. And we should just forget the evil, tear it all down, forget it. It was all evil. It was all racist. It was all this. It was all that. So we should completely forget it and start anew. That's how you end up with Hugo Chavez and uh, Nicolas Maduro. And she's warning people about that. So that's a good, it's a good little clip linked to below. Now, I above, I, I talked about, you know, private people buying public assets. Uh, here, someone said the 80 percenters are really eating up this Corona second wave nonsense and Black Lives Matter craziness. Yes. Welcome, Cab Comrade Nation. Uh, you, you are correct. The 80 percenters are really eating up the Corona second wave nonsense and Black Lives Matter craziness. They are um, because they're guilty. They feel guilty. They're guilt-ridden. They think being a victim is awesome. Um, they're not individuals. They're part of a mob. They 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 gain their their value from being part of a, a larger group, not from their individual accomplishments, because they don't have individual accomplishments, which is sad. Um, yeah, it's it. They don't have fathers anymore. A lot of them. Uh, so they they're ripe for this type of uh, fear, uh, and and they. They bond through fear. It's sickening that we have so many people in this nation who now find a common thread through fear. Oh, yes, you are my friend because you are scared of the coronavirus as much as I am. Oh, yes, you are my friend because you hate yourself as much as I hate myself for being white. Oh, yes, oh, we, we, what happy lives we have. <laughs> oh, man. Yes, a good, good point there. Greetings from New Zealand, says Barefoot Barry. Greetings, dude. Now, go. Ahead. I want to talk about private buying public. I love it. I love it. One good thing to come out of this coronavirus thing, again, being positive, is that these cities and states are broke now. They need money. And why not sell some of their assets? So if you were actually responsible all this time you and you want some I mean, let's say uh, you want a statue or, or, or you want a house that the city owns. Well, you, you can get it. Now, I don't recommend buying real estate again, but you know, certain people like certain things. You're going to be able to get things on sale if these cities are logical, and I think they will be. Uh, well, they'll be forced to be logical when uh, they have such huge budget deficits. So here, I bring this all up because uh, a, a baseball story 
The A's uh, begin negotiations to fully purchase the Oakland Coliseum site. After the coronavirus shutdown, we are looking at a very, very serious budget deficit. And they are saying it could cost us $6 million just to maintain the site, City Councilman Noel Gallo said prior to closed sessions of council. We don't have that kind of money. This way we can get some badly needed help. Oh, yes. Oh, that is awesome. I, these cities, uh, they, they've spent so much money on, uh, on nonsense, okay, on things they shouldn't have spent money on. And now they have to maintain a lot of things, and that costs money. So, hey, to get rid of the maintenance costs, to get rid of the holding costs, sell it to the private people. You'll get their, your, your money, and the private people will get real assets. I like it. I like it. That's my type of private-public partnership right there, but it's not really a partnership. It's just a transaction. The, usually private partner, private public partnerships are terrible because you don't know who's really in charge. It's, it's, it's just, it's horrible. This is good. This is a transaction between the public party and the private party. Let's see more of them, more privatization now. So perhaps this coronavirus has forced some cities to get rid of their public uh, assets and privatize. Great, great. Look, that's the positive side of things right there. May it happen soon. May Baltimore sell all their ridiculous uh they could they could sell the uh on North Avenue, the uh city school headquarters. That's a really nice building. Someone someone could do well with that thing. All right. Now, what what's uh how long have I been on the air? I can't even tell. Constant appeasement. To of all the screamers. Yet we are living in a time when people are constantly appeasing the screamers, the rioters, whoever, the fear mongers. They're constantly being if here's something new, guys. Actually, I mentioned this in a show a long time ago. The simple word no. What entity out there can say no these days? Everyone is trying to fit in. Every no one can say no. They all have to say, oh, yeah, yeah, you're sort of right. I feel, oh, that was bad in the past, so it's my fault. Uh, yeah, you're destroying private property, but we won't stop you. No one can say no. No one can say, well, I, I say no. I say no. No, I, I don't support Black Lives Matter at all. No, not at all. No, I don't support cancel culture at all. No, 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 no. I'm proud to say no. No, I'm not going to wear a mask out on the street. And, and, and I, I did want to point one thing out here. North Carolina now has the rule you're supposed to wear a mask wherever you go, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And California had that rule when I was there. Now, in California, something that I, I see that I do not see here, I haven't seen it once here. In California, dudes exercising on bikes and running would wear masks. I have not seen that at all here. And, of course, I would never wear a mask when I'm running. I mean, it's sickening. You're getting sick that way. It's disgusting. Uh, but so I commend the people of Asheville. They're not C-U-C-Ks to the same level the people in L.A. are, some of the people. I mean, again, there, there are plenty of free-thinking people in Asheville, in, in L.A. also. But in L.A., it was ridiculous. It, I, I see people all the time running with masks or biking with masks. Haven't seen it once here in Asheville. So pound that like button for that aspect. Uh, of this city. And I mean, I'm having a great time here again. I, I love it here. 
It's it's really awesome. I've, I've, I've said it, it's, it's really relaxing. My runs are great. The people are peaceful. I don't want to jinx anything. I mean, you see some homeless people here and there. No, no one's just, there's no insane homeless people. <laughs> um, and there's, people seem healthy. All right. People are friendly. <laughs> all right. This is great. For all you sports fans out here, uh, this is from the market ticker comment section. And they were talking about Bubba Wallace. And I'm not even going to get into it, it the, the exact incident. But this Bubba incident with NASCAR is the first of many social justice warrior actions coming to professional sports this year. We are going to be inundated with kneeling at the national anthem, raised fist, BLM slogans, whatever. I expect these sports to decline in the near future as folks are just going to tune out. Dude, you are absolutely right. Now, is it was the Bubba thing the first uh, part of this? No, 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 dude. When I was at the freaking uh, D Hotel and Casino on September the 11th of 2016, and I was working out in the workout room where no one else was working out because everyone was gambling and smoking and doing unhealthy things. And um, the NFL. Uh, game, I don't know, it was on ESPN, I guess. The, the show came on with Trent Dilfer. And these guys are just talking about, uh, back then they were talking about Colin Kaepernick and just getting political about the whole thing and social justice warrior about the whole thing. This is in 2016. And that's when I stopped watching the NFL that very day. <laughs> and I haven't watched the whole game since that day. I, I didn't watch uh, the Ravens opening day that day. I didn't watch it. Um, so to the people who didn't realize it back then, it's been taken to a whole new level now. All the sports are going to be social justice warrior, whether it be on the BLM side of things, whether it be on the coronavirus side of things, it's going to really just infiltrate all sports, all sports. Um, and that's how the sports is supposed to be. It's supposed to be entertainment at pastime. We, who wants to be political and, and worrisome and, and fear porn and all this stuff? Doom porn. Who? No one wants sports for that. So be prepared, you sports fans. I don't care if you're NHL in it, you're NASCARing it, you're Major League Baseballing, obviously NFL, um, NBA. Get ready, dudes. It's going to be a whole new level. Corona, BLM. I don't. The, the next horrible thing to happen. <laughs> Again, there could still be something that at, that outmaneuvers this. Uh, that 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 is a manufactured crisis because again these are things I mean the virus is real but the fear around it is manufactured people are frustrated with the police that is real there is police abuse out there that is real but uh, the the reaction and the giving up of one's you know personal responsibility this this is all manufactured stuff here the media is just ginning up people. But hey, that's if you're an 80 percenter and you fall for it, personal responsibility is a new counterculture. I mean, be an individual. It's out there. It's out there. Uncompromising always wins. Practical loses. This is something to uh, keep in mind, by the way, with the with the BLM protests. Uh, 
some of those dudes are pretty uncompromising. All right. And then they'll, they'll, they'll talk to some, uh, some uh, conservative trying to fit in. Oh, yeah, you make a good point there. Yeah, yeah, I guess I am racist. Yeah, they, they keep saying, you're racist, you're racist, you're racist. And then you like you try to talk with the dude. And like, well, yeah, I guess I am. They won. They won right there. That 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 would no. That you're being practical. You're like, well, I'm trying to calm them down. You know, it's practical. You know, I'm trying to get into a discussion with them. No, you you're on. Say no. Say no. That's uncompromising right there. Uncompromising wins. So you do have to hand it hand it to some of these people. You might not agree with their communism. And all this stuff that's going on, Marxism. But these dudes, they have conviction. All right. Some of their leaders do at least. Again, the followers, who knows? They just want to be part of a mass movement. But some of the people behind these movements, yeah, they've got conviction. They are uncompromising. They take it just when you think they've said something that's outrageous, they they go up, they double down. They double down. They keep going. They are uncompromising. And so they will win if you if you if you try to be practical with them, okay, they will win. Uh, and you probably don't want that. <laughs> All right. So, and going back to CNN's travel, uh, this is another headline from CNN. I actually linked to it. Is it safe to stay in a hotel, cabin, or rental home yet? Is it safe to stay in a cabin? I'm in a freaking cabin right now, okay, dude? Is it safe? Does it look like it's freaking safe? Are there morons actually out there that think it's not safe because CNN says it's not safe? Yes, there are. There are people that are that that just can't experience life on their own. They have to take a CNN's, CNN's word on it that get a hotel, cabin, or rental during the coronavirus. God, people, 80 percenters, followers, you freaking cultists. This is your religion, this fear of religion. Collectivism is your freaking religion, man. How is it even a question? How is it even a question? Is it safe to stay in a cabin? Is it safe to stay in a hotel? This is this is what it's come down to here, people. It's it's amazing. And there are people won't speak up against it. People are ashamed to speak up. I'm not ashamed. I, I will say. People, why not, Adam? Who cares? You know, people can do what they want to do. Okay, yeah, people can do what they want to do. You're, you're, you're absolutely right. If you're scared of being in a hotel, if you're scared of being, a, that's great for you. But I'm not going to sit here and say that <laughs> that that's normal. That that's normal. That's the new normal. No, there is no new normal. I am a dude who knows that the world, that the world hasn't changed, changed, hasn't changed at all. You shouldn't have to change anything because of this. Now, if you're sick, if you're worried, okay, then, you know, that's your thing, okay? But if you're healthy, no, why not? Why? And by the way, sick, there's lots of different levels of sick out there, okay? There's some people that are born with certain diseases, and they've had to be careful their whole darn lives about catching all sorts of diseases. You know, I've talked about my grandmother before ending up in the hospital near death and stuff. <laughs> now, the last time, again, was a... It was her colon was all clogged up or whatever. But there was a, I think it was in 2016, my grandmother got sent to the hospital. Um, and again, because she had an advocate there, my mother, she was able to make it through. Now, why did she get why did she get sent to the hospital? Why why did she all why was she all of a sudden near death? 
She got caught the flu or something like that. She caught some cold, some bug. Now, did the person her give her that? Should they've been wearing a mask? Should are they a criminal? Did they almost kill my grandmother? No, that's life, dudes. <laughs> when you get older, when you get older, you're susceptible to all sorts of diseases. Okay, and one day you're gonna get something and you're gonna die. And I mean, that's just that's life, dudes. So it's it, it was happening before coronavirus too. Maybe it was a coronavirus that my grandmother called that she almost died from in 2016. And there have been other times she's been sick, very sick also. Um, but she, she bounces. Again, you need an advocate when you go to the hospital. I mean, look what happens. Hospitals, horrible places, ter ter terrible places. This is, hey, this is why you have a family, dudes. You stay close with your family. Um, if you've got a good family, stay close with them. They'll take care of you in the long run. Uh, now, I forgot what was I going to say about all this uh, sickness here and uh, – what was this? Uh, I don't even know. Grandma, we're talking about. All right. Now, the individual is the ultimate minority. How about that? For all these people who want to support minority rights, and that's great. You want to support minority rights, okay? But remember, dudes, the individual is the ultimate minority. So you should be an individualist also, okay? All, all the people who are worried about minorities being mistreated, uh, as again, a lot of people who worry about minorities mistreated, they, they themselves are just obsessed with race and groups, and they judge people by the group they're in. Okay, oh, you're you're part of this uh, minority group, so I automatically feel bad for you. You must be oppressed. You must be poor. You must be. Uh, you must not have a good education. No, jo jo join the per judge the person individually. You don't know. You know, just because they're a minority doesn't mean that they they're sad and oppressed and. Uh, but again, so it, it all boils down to individual, to being an individual. That's why, uh, and hopefully, some will discover that. Some will discover that. That wait a second, the all, everyone should just be an individual, and we should move on. Yes, judge people as individuals. Uh, okay, and I've said this before, but some states should just step up and say, "Who cares about who the president is? What the president says? We uh, we're going to be free. Uh, we're not going to." follow uh, any of these health regulations. We're just going to let individuals be in that don't come to our state, okay? If you're scared of disease, they don't come come to our state, okay? All right. I, 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 or, or our city. I, I wish, I hope for this. I hope, because that, again, there were some states that never had lockdowns, but still there's all the states, their governments had a certain level of fear and it would just be great if one just said no. We're not playing this game. We don't care who the president is. We don't care what he says. We don't care what the government, the federal government says. We're going to do our own thing. If you don't like us, don't come here. And I think a lot of people would come to that state. And finally, Alex uh, Berenson, who has done great research when it comes to the virus, who can really uh, give you great uh, understanding when it comes to statistics, Someone was bugging him about colleges. How should colleges open this coming semester? And he said, and I agree, they should just open normally, okay? People should go back. Maybe some kids will get sick, whatever. People, I mean, I've been in college before. I remember flus would, would come about. And, uh, but later on in the thread, someone brought up the lawyers. 
And so you know these colleges, that's what they fear. That's what so many entities out there fear, that the one freak case, okay, where someone gets sent to the hospital, they're going to like try to sue the entity. Like, oh, I caught it because I was at your uh, your college and now you owe me uh, $4 billion or something like something. <sighs> yeah. It, it, there, legal reform would be good. <laughs> so, some of these uh, personal responsibility. I mean, it's again, it, it, should, should my grandmother be able to sue someone? Uh, because she got sick in, in 2016? No. I mean, it's part of life. You go places, you can catch colds, you can catch strep throat. Who knows what else you can catch? I mean, you, you can get Lyme disease. <laughs> this, this corona thing has taken on a life of its own where people uh, people think they, they could sue if, if they get sick. Uh, so I, I do... I want the colleges to open up normally. If you're if you're a university student and your university says it's only going to be online this year, no. Say home and don't play that. And don't pay them and take a year off, travel around the world, learn learn your own way, teach yourself. Uh, because like most of these college degrees are worthless and they produce these so-called experts that don't even understand how to deal with their expertise in a real world situation. All right. That's it. Don't accept the new normal. Pound that like button. New show every day. I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Subscribe to this backup channel and the uh, main channel, disruptmeister.com. I'll see you over there on the Bitcoin Meister main channel tomorrow. I'm looking for the end the uh, end the uh, button here. Stop live screen. See you. Thanks a lot, guys.